information you can trust, stories you can relate to, and tips and tactics you can apply on your next adventure. Hunting, fishing, camping, and everything in between. This is the Battle Mountain Podcast. This is a Battle Mountain Podcast from the archives. Brian, Marnie, and I discuss all about moving on after a miss and the ways that you can step forward into your season and make it happen when the next opportunity arises. Stay tuned, and I hope you enjoy the show. I had two misses this elk season before I connected on my bull. I don't know if I told you about them, but I missed twice on nope, the film. Nope. <laughs> yep, so, um, so I got it. So the first one, I um, we had snuck up on this bull. Let's see, I'm, I'm trying to. Oh, oh no, we were we coyoted the herd, and so we had this huge herd of elk, and we must have had 200 elk and 20 different bulls, and I mean they were going off, bugling all morning and glucking, and we had found them the night before, and then we were just working them this morning, and so we were working them with the good wind, and we were trying to cut them off in this draw without exposing ourselves, and so there was a little like finger ridge finally about nine o'clock in the morning where we were able to cut down and get in front of them, and we had elk all the way around. Us. So they were all kind of just over the top of this ridge, and the majority of the elk were at about 100 yards, but then we had elk at 30, 40 yards, and a couple smaller bulls I could have pinwheeled right there, and, and there was a, I don't know, like maybe four, six points I was looking to shoot in the group, and they were going back and forth fighting each other and glucking and bugling and chasing cows, and this one six point, he came over to check these cows right next to us, and, and he was out there a little ways, like 60 yards somewhere right in there got in range i um i had ranged him and i told my camera i said he's in he's in range right there and then he he went out of range just as quick as he was in range so we were just patient i was able to stand up and i was actually exposed to all these elk but you know like i like a elk just they pick up on movement and none of these elk were spooked we hadn't let them know i was there and so i was able to stand up with with 200 elk right in front of me that are just rutting and <laughs> feeding and doing their deal and no idea i was there well this bull circled back around got got inside range again and I said if I can get a good range on him I'll kill him there and so I got a good range on him and I drew back cameraman got on him or whatever and as I drew back he took four steps and he took four steps and it it was kind of like diagonal away from me but I really didn't think it was a good a big deal put the pin on him and I mean Mm -hmm. I executed as good a shot as I could execute where (laughs) you sit and pull 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 arrow breaks and just I think it's a dead bull as the arrows in the air and nothing the bull runs off he goes did you hit him and i go i I, shot felt good you know and i so we reviewed the footage there and uh yeah i shot right underneath him so when he took those four steps he must have put two or three yards beyond me and you know i'm shooting that Mm. uh 70 pounds but i'm shooting a 27 inch draw and a 450 grain arrow and so my my arrows just have a lot of drop to him and that two three yards must have made the difference and i shot right underneath that bull so that that was my first miss and pressure on and it was like a you know and you're a little upset you missed and i just i couldn't i couldn't figure out why i missed for until i replayed the scenario mm-hmm. like an hour later and we talked it over and looked at the footage and go oh that's you know that's what happened there and so um missed but it wasn't that big a deal i still had all the confidence in the world in my shooting and knew i could kill a bull well then i had my second miss of the trip so i uh <laughs> i snuck up on a six point and we bedded this six point in the morning 
and uh, the wind was kind of finicky, and so we really waited till later afternoon until the winds got more consistent, had a good wind. This bull bedded on the far side of his cows in a good spot. We really thought we had a good chance on him, and so we snuck around him in his bed, and, and uh, just coming over the last rise where he's going to be right there, and I... He must have heard us or something right at about 40 yards, and it's kind of where we had to come up below him. I would have liked to come up above him, but the wind was, once we got over there, it was kind of blowing down this draw. So I came up below him, had him at about 40 yards, and he stood up, and I just didn't have a shot. There was brush right in front of me right there, and, and so he went to go get out of there, and I had a tree ranged at 53, and I was kind of ranging trees as we were sneaking in. So I kind of knew this tree was at 53, and then the elk starts to go and like a spooked go, like not running yet, but getting out of there. Like he, he had heard us coming up. The grass was a little noisy getting up there and two guys trying to sneak on him. And so he kind of rolled up to try to get away. And right when he got in the one shooting lane, I gave him the ew and he stopped, put my 60 yard pin on him and squeezed off and shot right over his back. So he was more like 55, you know, or I ranged the tree after I missed the shot and the tree was actually 51, not 53 and he was maybe just a couple yards behind it so um that was my second miss of the of the elk hunt so yeah uh two misses um and then able to collect everything and get her done finally got a nice six point the last full day i had in there and like i say i knew i can shoot i know i can uh, it's just it's just bow hunting you know and that that second miss it was like that was my opportunity to get a shot off and i either you know, I either took that shot and guessed at the yardage or I didn't get a shot. And so I, I tried to guess at the yardage. Mm -hmm. And to tell you the truth, I mean, I hardly kill anything when I don't know the exact yardage. So it didn't surprise me a whole lot. I just, you know, I felt bad that I, you know, let down the cameraman and had a second miss, but, uh, finally able to get her done, you know, a, a third time's the charm, I guess. And I was three for three before this hunt. Um, but then I missed those two shots, but got her done in the end. That's all that matters. Yeah, and and I'm the exact same way. If uh, I find myself very rarely hitting hitting where I'm expecting to hit when I don't know the exact yardage, and I don't know about you, but I as I'm as I'm settling my pin and starting to go through and squeeze my shot off, part of me's like, well, I kind of I'm I hope that this is the right yardage, you know. <laughs> Yeah. Rather than rather than using your range, you know your ranger just being like, yeah, it's exactly fifty three yards or you know whatever, um, and I think that that's probably that's I know that's part of why I miss too because I'm like, yeah, well, hopefully he's that far. Yeah. yeah. Well, Here we go. And and you don't, you know, I executed a good shot and put my 60 pin on him and let it fly, but I I also noticed that I don't if I don't know the exact yardage, I'm not as confident like you say and and the shot, yep. you know, I I know I executed a good shot on that one. That wasn't the problem, but it seems like if I don't know the exact yardage and I, I don't know where it's going to go or I hope it's going to hit there, I don't execute as good a shot either. I I do best when I know exact yardage, put my pin on them, execute my shot, you know, and then I just know it's a dead animal when the arrow's in the air. But, but yeah, I'm, I'm like you. I got a couple buddies that are pretty good at guessing yardage or they seem to kill critters when they don't know the yardage. I'm like, how in the heck do you do that? Like I'm maybe 
10% on guessing yardage. And, and a lot of times it's an educated guess. Like this one, I knew that tree was at 53. I should have been able to hit this bull. I should have been able to know that, you know, he was about even with the tree or a little behind. But, yeah, just the way it goes when it's bow hunting. But, uh, yep, we all miss. That's for sure. Yeah, I actually had something very similar to that this year on an antelope. Um, I shoot a, a pendulum sight or slider sight, and I had it set on, I don't know, 55 or 60 yards and uh, got closer than expected to these antelope. I had my four-year-old with me, um, and he was probably about, I don't know, 40, 45 yards. And but it was it was kind of that exact same thing with the elk. It's like okay, either reach over and I move my sight to round forty where I think he is, and take the time to range him and not get a shot, or I draw back and I hold low um, about where I think I need to hold. And so I opted the second opt in and drew back and and uh, shot and still haven't never found the arrow. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, that's a, donated one to the. <laughs> well, and that's the way bow hunting goes, you know. Like some of these opportunities, opportunities, it's not in a perfect world. And both those elk I miss, like even that first one, when you're exposed to 200 elk and you come to full draw, there's no letting down and rearranging and moving your sight. Like you, this is your opportunity to make your shot. And in hindsight, you know, if I if I was really on my game, I would have realized that he walked three more yards back. It was at my maximum yardage. You know, I, I should have known that arrow was going to drop and when he took those four steps i should have held that pin high on the top of his back or, or high in the vitals right there and i i think i would have killed that bull or i know i would have i executed a perfect shot and you can you can watch that arrow just miss him right low in that in the brisket right there you know right below his brisket so i know it would have killed him but yeah it says um you got to really think quick when you're in the moment and at full draw and you finally get your opportunity and it's and it's easy to make mistakes and we all do it but you just try to learn from it and try to get get better and try to you know i always try to be cool under those situations cool as the backside of a pillow you know calm and collective and and execute your shot but yeah it doesn't always happen that way that's for sure <laughs> yeah i guess the the whole up kick and the adrenaline is a big part of why we all do it and enjoy it so much between that and the challenge you know yep no for sure it'd be, i don't know wouldn't be near as much fun if we didn't have that kind of a feeling associated with it. <laughs> yeah, the the fog of adrenaline for sure hits you, and it's it's tough to keep your wits about you. And and for me too, like I I want to execute a good shot. Like I don't want to punch my shot off. I don't, you know. So so for me, when I'm shooting at an animal, I try to just walk myself through the steps mentally, you know. And so when I draw back, I stick my pin on that critter, and then I just want to keep pulling on my shot and I have to almost tell myself that as I I need to walk myself through the shot and I like to stay um, I like to stay in that moment instead of just going into autopilot. I don't like to just go into autopilot and be firing off. Like you remember when you first started bow hunting, like if I'd shoot at an animal i hardly remembered which pin i put on them hardly remembered the shot execution but it it's all those little steps uh you know uh, getting to your anchor point you know where you leveling your bow and then for me it's not punching my trigger it's pull 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 like i gotta keep myself in that calm because the the minute i try to punch that shot off i mean who knows where it's gonna go sure on a close shot i'll make it but but on but on any further shot past 40 yards or so if i don't sit and execute my shot 
spot, you know, who knows where that arrow will go. And it's easy when you're shooting at a target, but on a on a critter, it's a lot tougher for sure. Mm-hmm. I agree, and, and I think if there's um, ever an opportunity where you're shooting at an animal with a bow and you get more than one shot, it's kind of interesting. You'll find yourself as – so say your first shot. Uh, a great example is this mule deer that I shot this year. I was walking down and it's very steep incline through a bunch of rocks and looked over and saw saw a body you know i'm like okay i have no idea what it is and i pulled the binoculars and obviously it was a buck and the wind was whipping so hard and the draw was so steep that he was in that he couldn't hear he couldn't hear and i mean i was bombing down that mountain i was like i'm sick of the snow i'm sick of the wind i've been here for eight days it's time to go and recoup and i'm just bombing down this mountain and something catches my eye. I look over. I don't know, 150 to 300 yards, something like that, and uh, see a deer. I'm like, oh, cool, deer. You know, pull up the binoculars. I can see antlers. I'm like, well, let's get closer. Well, the wind was whipping so bad where I was, and it was such a steep angle down there in the bottom that he couldn't hear or obviously smell me. And I came around on top, and. For those of you who don't know, I'm very new to self-filming, and it's an interesting, interesting adventure. <laughs> and I am holding – and I'm left-handed, so I'm holding my bow in my right hand, and I am reaching underneath my bow trying to get my my camera stood up on, tri- on the tripod filming this deer, and it fell over probably four times. And I was just about ready to throw the camera down the hill at the deer. This is sad enough. And finally I got it. I zoomed it in, and this deer is severely quartering to me, and and I shoot uh, I shoot an eighty pound bow check at like twenty eight and a half inch draw with a four hundred and fifty four grain arrow. So I'm thinking, okay, and my angle is so steep. I'm thinking if I can hit him um, just below the packs of the neck, it's going to go through the vitals and exit down the bottom, and it'll be just fine. And so I make look over and I make sure he's still in in camera and I draw back and I went to go shoot and I missed by about two inches and it actually went through his muzzle and came out of his jaw and he took about I don't know six steps something ten yards five yards I don't even know I knocked another arrow drew back and I hit him in the vitals that shot. And I could tell from my first shot to my second shot, I even took my time more so. And then he ran over and he just stood there. And I could tell he was hurting really bad. But I don't know. I'm the kind of person that if I can get closer and get another arrow in him, um, especially in that country, there's wolves and there's grizzly bears and all kind of that stuff. And I'm just like, you know what? I don't want him to go any farther than he has to. So I snuck over there and at 40 yards – Noticed I was even calmer this shot. You know, the adrenaline had passed, took my time, double lunged him, and he went, I don't know, another 30 yards and rolled down the hill and everything like that. But just like you're saying, I mean, if you're not consciously walking yourself through the shot, 
you're gonna punch it and who knows where where it's gonna go <laughs> yeah that's so the truth yep no for sure that no that's a great example of it and and two i noticed like you say on the second shot you were calmer and third shot on the, but i find that even if i if i get a miss like the elk on this deal like all of a sudden i'm evaluating this shot and i almost prepare myself better for the next opportunity i want redemption so bad that i know if i get another opportunity that i am that i'm gonna execute a perfect shot and put it in there and i mean in a lot of my hunts i i have missed a critter you know and and then come back for redemption and and uh you know want one and work hard for another opportunity and i on the second opportunity i make it happen and make my shot but but yeah it's staying conscious in that shot and and staying with your shot thinking about it you know thinking about your steps and, and then executing and just not letting that fog of adrenaline get a hold of you you know as good as you can <laughs> hey free go don't forget about your free gift do you like free i do head on over to www.archerymaniacs.com and grab one of four free gifts made just for you as a thanks for tuning into the show and to help you be more successful in anything archery mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> and that's i i i listened to one of your shows and you were talking about i think the 10 percenters um or something along those lines and i think that right there that point that you just made is a really huge part of a difference between being successful and non-successful because as we've just covered everyone out there that bow hunts misses and as soon as you miss you can either be so upset that you're like oh well the hunt's over i missed i'm done i'm going home or you can do option two and stay out there and keep hunting and work hard and earn another shot and uh fix whatever happened last time i mean you always have the unforeseen things as you know you know maybe maybe a bad crosswind or you nicked a, a limb you couldn't see or something like that but you can always earn another shot um so i, I think that's a big part of uh, the difference between being successful and non-successful like you were talking about yeah, absolutely. Yep. No, I think you're I think you're right and it's so easy to get down after a miss or after even a blown stock. Um, you know, you you miss an animal and it's like you could be working hard for 6-7 days to get that opportunity, blown stocks and it finally comes together and you get that perfect 40-yard shot that you're that you're dreaming of and it's on the buck you want and you airball it. You punch your trigger, you you miss or maybe it's an unforeseen thing, but you almost feel like, "Oh my gosh, that was the toughest thing I've ever done. Like how am I ever going to get that opportunity again? That was perfect. It was gift wrap for me and I messed it up. My hunt over and you get so down in the dumps and like you were saying at the beginning of our conversation you know your season is an up and down season and i think a hunt is up and down and i that is definitely the lowest of lows and when you feel your worst but that's that's the time when you're tested to be able to pick yourself back up and to get yourself back in the game mentally and to keep going and try to earn that other opportunity and and anymore you know i've had enough lows that i know how to pick myself up but it's tough i mean you you even you know you any buck or any bull 
you miss, you know, but especially, you know, gosh, if you missed a 200 incher, you missed that, that 350 bowl you've been dreaming and working hard all season and you finally got close and you airball, you're going to be your lowest of lows. You're, you're lower than you can even plan for before season or before you can, you can't even foresee how low you're going to be, but that's the test of, of a hunter and a, and a successful mindset is being able to say, you know what? It happened. I, I'm going to earn another opportunity. I'm going to keep hunting hard to the end. I'm going to keep making stocks. I know what I did wrong. I know I can execute another shot. And, and I think you're right. I think that is a, a big key to success.